Well, it is that time every Friday we give you an opportunity to pick up the phone, shoot us a call, shoot us a text at one 332 8255 and let us know if something's bugging you and you have to get it off. Like you can't, you can't carry it into the weekend. You need to enjoy the weekend. Get it out there. Let us know what it is. Or on the other side of things, sometimes people like to say some nice things. Send out a hug to someone. And we are going to start off this hour with James in Saskatoon. Thanks for calling in, James. What have you got, a bug or a hug for us today? Well, I'm going to start off with a hug. And it goes to two entities. It goes to Justice Mosley and the Civil Liberty Society. Uh For, For the fact that we have an institution within Canada that constantly is looking at our constitutional protections. And and it should be by no small measure that every Canadian appreciates appreciates the, the ruling that Justice Mosley came forward with. I mean it wasn't the it wasn't an indictment about vaccination and vaccination versus not vaccination. It was an indictment about the convoy. Right. It, it was it was a true gross overreach by our federal government. We we set a very high bar for for instituting or for bringing forward the emergency measures. And the NDP uh, party federally has to be asking itself, how is it that a justice could see that this was a gross overreach and you could not? You know, it's it's interesting because I remember when when Trudeau appointed Justice Paul Ru, uh, Rolo. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Rolo. And he, yeah. remember, he came out with that report. It was like a 2,000-page report. He he basically said the government met the very high threshold, but I feel like he really, he kind of hedged his bets because then he went on and said, with reluctance, I reached this conclusion, and a reasonable and informed person could come to a different conclusion. And Justice Mosley from the federal court did that this week. So, you know. Well, I find I, it really interesting, Evan, that even Philippe Champagne this week, is still trying to relitigate it insofar as what are you saying? But people forget our borders were closed. Well, Philippe, you forgot that the borders were open already. But the RCMP had opened them. Yeah. So it, it's you cannot tell me that this this is the same situation. I I now, said now, you know James, I'm just going to say I said this the other day. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but but I feel like in general, and I'm very much generalizing, the Civil Liberties Association and truckers aren't always on the same page like <laughs> but in this case they were they were locked in arms and and I think they're both rejoicing for sure that ruling oh for sure and I, I I think the fact that in our country we have people who are constantly regardless of political stripe but are constantly looking out for to ensure that the protections for Canadian citizens are always adhered to and met did you I see? think that that's important. Now, my, my, my bug goes to, I guess, is recently this week we also saw our, the Saskatoon mayor, Charlie Clark, uh, decide to not uh, run for re-election next, next go-round. And, and this is my, my kind of my frustration, I guess, is maybe in the chattering classes or even those of us uh, in, in social media land. It, it is... There's very easy for everybody to poo-poo on, on any of your efforts, but yet we don't see the same people wanting to step forward and truly appreciating the efforts that are required of you to run for office, mm-hmm. right? And I, I, 
I appreciate probably better than most. And I, I, I feel that, for example, nowadays, we, we don't pay our, our politicians enough. Relative to the, the stresses and, and, and all of the, like, they're on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days. They do not get a break, regardless of, of what it is. And, and so for that, I am always thankful. So, and so when somebody puts themselves forward, and even at the end of their tenure, I, I have to say that I am thankful for your service. Well, I, you know what? That, uh, that's a good point. And, and we've, I talked about this with a couple of people because I think Charlie Clark, he, he gets beat up, boy, in social media for sure. There, there's lots that do. Let's be honest. Social media can be a very dark place. And if you let yourself get dragged into it. But the point is, and James' point I think is well taken, that we have to recognize and appreciate anyone who puts their hand up for politics is good for you, good on you, because it's not an easy job to do, no matter what level you're talking at. Now, do people agree they need to be paid more, James? <laughs> I'm not sure you'll have a bunch of people jumping beside you to to agree, maybe depending on the level, right? Maybe maybe it's different on a municipal level uh, versus provincial and federal. But All right, let's uh, shift over to Corning, Saskatchewan. Les is waiting, and uh, you've got a hug for us today, Les? You got her, buddy. What is it? It's a beautiful day. The trees are sparkling with dust <laughs> and no wind. It's great. And Look it's at you. You are in a good Friday mood, Les. <laughs> I am. And my day yesterday was uh, uh, big hugs go to the truckers for winning that case. And Danielle Smith, a big hug goes out to, to her for bringing Tucker Carlson to Edmonton and Calgary. Let me tell you, I've never seen a liberal go so nuts in all my life (laughs) afternoon before their caucus meeting. Um, And they're talking about, okay, this is going to scare all the LGBTQ and everything from running for politics. Well, why? Why would it scare anybody? Does freedom of speech scare people? Well, maybe it's high time that the woke people wake up. Well, the uh, you know it was interesting, Les, because Danielle Smith. I I thought it was it was really interesting to watch her interact with. I saw a couple of clips of the interaction she had with with Tucker Carlson. Jordan Peterson was there. There was a few of them. There's some some pictures and things you could see online. But don't forget, Danielle Smith used to be. She did what what I'm doing now. She ran a radio talk show, and now is Premier of Alberta. And said, I think the quote was, "My wings have been clipped in the last year or so." <laughs> Meaning, you become a politician, maybe you're not quite as outspoken on different things. But you know, she wasn't shy about getting her picture taken with Tucker Carlson, and I think he pushed her on a few things. He he uh, on the issue of there was four. I think there was four truckers arrested at the Coots border crossing. When uh, they were blocking the border crossing, they were arrested, and uh, he suggested maybe she should go visit them in jail. Should have gone and and uh, paid them a visit, and you know I think she kind of sidestepped that one. So it's interesting. Uh, policy politics play out that just when you think you're on the right side of the political scale, you can find someone a little bit further right, and makes Danielle Smith look like she's. <laughs> Middle of the road, maybe. one 332 8255 Bugs and Hugs is here like it is every Friday. All right, let's go to Terry in Buffalo Pound. Terry, you've got a bug for us today. What is it? I'm just going to get to a pointer part of the show. Uh, um, anyways, uh, I'm sure anybody who's been on Facebook lately 
They would have seen these ads for uh, Milwaukee and DeWalt tools and all that real cheap. Yep. And it was almost too good to be true. <laughs> well, it is. Um, last night, I took a chance, figured I'd play in a $100 poker hand. And uh, as soon as I clicked submit on the payment, fraudulent charge popped up on my screen. I've never seen that before. Anyways, I immediately went to my online banking and locked my card. And then I got a phone call this morning from the, the bank fraud center. And she said within minutes of me clicking on that, they tried to do that same charge half a dozen times all over the world. Yeah. It was Singapore, India, Russia. Like, so anybody that sees those ads, don't click on them. <laughs> that, that, that is a good piece of advice. I appreciate you sharing it. I have a couple of personal stories. These are things, you know, when you're standing in front of the microphone and you're talking about stuff like this, then you have, you have to make a decision. Am I going to share this embarrassing personal story? And today I'm going to. So the, the whole notion of online scams, I've bought Jody Tiffany jewelry in the past. Okay, and I'm not martyring myself. I'm just telling you. This is this is an essential part of the story. I bought her a bracelet from Tiffany. I get an email one day from Tiffany. It was a few years back, saying all of their jewelry is 75% off for Valentine's Day. No. Remember what Terry was just saying? If it seems too good to be true, it is. And keep in mind, you know what I did for a living, right? <laughs> anyway. I look at this thing. I'm thinking, wow, 75% off. I'm going to, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy a little bit more. This will be great Valentine's day gift. Well, it was more like Tiffany as, as opposed to Tiffany jewelry. It came. So it wasn't that I got scammed in that, you know, I got ripped off for the money and nothing came. We actually got a package delivered to the house, but it was far from authentic jewelry. It, uh, I think it fell apart within about two days of, uh, being gifted. We, there is so many of those stories. In fact, I've heard people say, if you see something on Instagram that you think is cool and you would like to buy, look for it on a legitimate website or, you know, even check something like eBay or, or a site that is a little more credible because clicking buy on Instagram or any of those social media sites directly is often a dangerous road that will result in you, A, losing money. Terry just talked about your credit card being compromised. Um, or you get a product that is less than what you expected. So do your homework. All right. Bugs and Hugs continues. We're going to take a quick break. The phone lines continue to open up for you. I've got Ian standing by from Saskatoon. We'll start with him next right here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. This is Bugs and Hugs. For Alibi Vodka. Every Friday, 10 o'clock, without fail, Bugs and Hugs is your opportunity to call in. one 332 8255 And let us know what's on your mind. If it's a bug, if it's a hug, we'll get you on the air and we'll chat about it. I'm going to go to Ian in Saskatoon. Ian, you've got a bug. What is it? Uh, good morning. I I read this morning's paper where um, the Minister of Social Services, Jean Mikowski, said to a reporter or to reporters that uh, the reason that the access to information on the social services is taking so long is because it's uh, too much, it's, you know, different systems that were in place. Uh, 
I would say that is a, a valid answer for the uh, details of what was paid out. But with regards to the other part where um, all that, the second part of that access to information request is, what's the policy? Open up the manual. That doesn't take two months. That should, be, uh, that should be readily at the fingertips is what you're saying. Yep. And if there is no policy, say so. Do you think, do you think they're waiting to release it both at the same time? For sure. I think they are because if they re- release the first one, if they release the policy or uh, they say they don't really have a policy, it was just, you know, whatever, um, that I, I, you know, it delays, it, it drags out the length of time that they might be in hot water. One other thing, like you, you would know this from being a former chief of police, there is signing authorities in organizations. So, uh, one, a person at the bottom can spend X number of dollars, and then the, if they need to spend more than that, it gets signed by somebody above them. So there has to be a policy with their sp- spending, uh, sending, or sorry, distributing large sums of money. You would think that there has to be a signing policy in place. So I, that is my reason for saying it shouldn't take two months. Yeah, it's. I, I would agree with you. There, 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 there absolutely would be policy on that, and I'm. I'm assuming it will all come out. You know, Ian's point is, why not get the policy out right now? And then once you get the other information collected, you can you can share that. There could be some strategy. Why not? But I expect we'll continue to hear uh, more about that. one 332 8255 Hassan is on the line from Saskatoon. You've got a bug as well. What is it, my friend? I'm okay, sir. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for calling in. What's your bug today? Um, sir, it's a very long story. Um, I had been talking to John Gomery about it also. I drive taxi in Saskatoon for the last 25 years. And uh, our big problem is about the transportation by fraud. Right. So uh, people people not paying you, basically. Not paying. And uh, unfortunately, the city's two bylaws regarding taxi, they go against us. I would not say that they go in favor of the criminals, but they go against us. So what are you and, looking for, Hassan? What would make I, it easier? Uh, uh, about three years ago, we sent a petition to the city council. About 85 drivers signed it also that uh, this law may be amended and we should be uh, allowed to ask for a deposit. Okay. Uh, but they turned it down and they said that we need the uh, uh, opinion of all the stakeholders and I should personally bring the uh, uh, report uh, by talking to all the stakeholders. Now, I don't know, there are like 300 franchise own, owners, then brokerages, then SGI is also stakeholder, CT itself is a stakeholder, insurance companies, and all those. I can't do that. And city has all the information. They can ask, send a circular letter to everybody. Secondly, when they made these laws, these bylaws, they did not take uh, in, uh, intake from uh, all the stakeholders at that time. So why do they need now? The most uh, uh, affected people are the frontline workers, which are the taxi drivers. You know, I think about your your competition with rideshare. Of course, that system uh, is built in a way that that people essentially do have a credit card attached to the file, and so the driver is pretty much guaranteed to get their money. Yeah, that happens. But for us, we have this problem, and uh, 
ride sharing is, has also affected our income. I know it has. Um, I know it has. And then we have this issue also. And and there are repeated uh, uh, criminals, like a repeated re- repeated people who don't pay, and they take the cab again and again. It's not a big city, so we they come to the same driver uh, whom they have already scammed in the past. And we, according to the bylaw, we can't do anything. We still have to take them to their destination and. Not yeah. Pay. yeah, it's I've I've seen it happen. I saw it happen in my other job many many times. Cabbies getting stiffed for for the fare, and the Sands point is well taken. Is there a way that they could get a deposit up front or some sort of a? We do it for gas now. You have to prepay gas, as I said with rideshare. You do so. You wonder. Isn't there a way we could do it here? All right, I want to squeeze in one more call. We're going to have to take a break soon. But Bonnie and Wadina is standing by. You've got a bug today, Bonnie. What is it? Yes, the reason that the media doesn't want to talk about this latest ruling on the Emergency Act is because it's been ruled what their actions of the federal government have been unconstitutional, and they're open to being sued now. So all these people that have had their bank accounts frozen, the people that have lost their jobs because they refused vaccination, even the four men sitting in jail that have never had a, a bail hearing yet, all of these people will be uh, getting ready to sue the government. And, so, uh, and you think that's fun. why that's why we're not hearing more about it federally? Definitely. That's- well, I appreciate, uh, you know, this, uh, the, this uh, whole notion. I, I got a text here from Pete and Craven, who's kind of essentially saying the same thing Bonnie is, basically saying, let's not forget here, Evan, the Emergency Measures Act not only cleared the streets of Ottawa, it seized bank accounts of people, gave banking institutions the right to delve into private accounts. Peaceful protesters had civil rights literally savaged, and that's not something that should be taken lightly. So a lot of people taking some strong sides and opinions on the Emergencies Act decision that came down yesterday. It's I would call it a bombshell court ruling. It's a big one, a federal judge saying that using the Emergencies Act was unconstitutional bugs and hugs for alibi vodka on the doorstep of a beautiful weekend it's already a nice day most of the province hovering close to zero if not above not just today but through the weekend and into next week as well warm weather mild weather is here and a lot of people will be enjoying that this weekend as we are enjoying an hour of bugs and hugs one 877 your chance to to give us a shout, let us know if there's something that is bugging you and you want to get off your chest, or if you've got a hug. We haven't had a ton of hugs. We've had two by Brett's count. Okay, fair enough. But I've got a couple on the text line here. Someone texted in, wanted to send a big ju- a hug out to Jean, celebrating her 100th birthday. And thank you to Parkside for their kindness and care. So good stuff there. Also, Kurt, I'm a parent and leader in the Missouri Koto 4-H Multi-Club. Based in the Moose Jaw South area, we had our annual Ranchman Steak Night in Avonlea. It's our only fundraiser for the year. The club would like to give a big hug out to the people of Avonlea and area for, and all the other people from the South Country who showed up, supported once again, helping a great club, and of course the kids that are part of that 4-H multi-club as well. So good stuff. I like to see those 4-H clubs continuing. It was a big thing when I was growing up, and I feel like you hear less and less of it, but... It's nice to see they still exist. And Kurt, thanks for being a leader and uh, providing leadership opportunities for the youth 
when it comes to 4-H as well. one 332 8255 All right, I'm going to go to Ed in Regina. Ed, you've got a bug today. What is it? Yeah, good day, Evan. Uh, it's good to hear you there. Um, so I, I've got a friend that works in the in the school division area, and I like uh, there's they're in, in the teaching and that, and it's been a bit of a bit of a bug in that. I won't mention like which division they're in that, but it's about the whole the gender uh, the gender neutral bathrooms and that. Like I know this might ruffle some feathers in that, but um, like first time like she went to a, uh, they went to a new school and that, and like she's trying to find out where the washrooms are, walks into one. I guess it turns into the males and that turns turned out to be the males and that there's urinals in it and like it's starting it's starting to kind of hit them a little hard like that you had like a wide like like a wide range of ages going into this washroom you know and even the 40 like even the staff members that are 40 years old and that that are mm-hmm. going in here you know it's like it's like quite a few of us i'm pretty sure like like uh, it's a concern like because we got our kids going in here there's all this like, with the whole gender thing going on like and it's just You know, I think a lot of the, I've, I've had this conversation with my wife before because I think a lot of the, the schools that are going to those, uh, gender neutral bathrooms have like basically full size individual stalls. The door locks. You can't crawl underneath. You can't crawl over top. That's the theory. Uh, so it, it's, it's where we're headed. It's headed in public buildings there as well. And, uh, it's, I think it's a learning curve for sure. one 332 8255 right, Jerry in Regina has been waiting patiently. Jerry, you've got a bug today, and what is it? I am upset with this city councilor, the city manager in, uh, manager in Regina here, who has decided that we need some electric buses. Mm-hmm. We just bought Ele- seven, I heard. That's what I heard, too. And I've, I've watched this thing going on in Edmonton. I think they have 60 of them, and there's only about 60 of them that actually run. The company they bought from them has gone bankrupt. They bought $100,000 worth of blankets to cover them up. They only run for about four or five hours, and then you got to recharge them, so they don't even make it through a day. And here we are going to increase the taxes, no doubt, to pay for these things that as soon as the liberals are out of there, this electric car business is all going to go to hell because people don't support it. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. You know, when I heard Jerry's point about these electric buses, I heard that we were buying seven. I also heard that we've, I think, signed. I heard we signed a contract for fifty six more over the next number of years. Now, I don't know if the if we're doing a trial on this, but fair to say, cities are going to experiment and step into kind of. Even the police services are doing trials on electric vehicles. I know the Regina Police Service has talked about doing it for the school resource vehicles, so not an actual frontline police car. But, you know, are there vehicles that could use that technology? But, you know, buses? Yeah, I guess time will tell. But seven, that's a big purchase. I'm assuming they did their due diligence on it. Jerry? He's not so sure, and that's his bug today, one 332 8255 All right, let's go. Here it is, Conspiracy Kevin. Thanks for joining me, Kevin. What have you got on your mind today? Chief Bray, uh, uh, I got two bugs, actually. And my, my first bug is actually, it's actually about a hug. What? You got a, you got a bug about, bug about a, hug. a hug. Okay, let's hear it. So the last time I called in, after I hung up, you said you were very excited about me calling in because well, I was. 
we, we had met, and I'm sorry, I don't remember that. So, and it's not that I don't think it happened. I, my memory is that bad. Uh, <laughs> but I don't remember that. But you had mentioned that I, I had said that I don't like cops. And, and uh, you know, I'm thinking about this hug that I called in. The, you, the day you retired, it was, uh, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, you know, it was announced on CJME at 8.30, and I'm sure it was 5 after 9. I was the very first caller that called in and thanked you for your tenure. Did you? And, 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 and spoke about how compassionate you were as a leader and, and how you brought compassion to the police force that I'd never seen in my life and how much I respected that. And, and I thought to myself, geez, that doesn't sound like someone who doesn't like cops. Well, I'm glad you did, you did that. I honestly never heard it, Kevin. That, well, you, you can go back. I, I think, well, maybe you don't have any records anymore. Oh, they will. COVID. They'll have it in the archives. No, no, no. Since COVID, they wiped out their... Kevin! They wiped out big time. And I, you know, considering what I'm, my other bug I'm calling in for, I understand why. Um, so, 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 yeah. You know, I don't know if you ever heard. Uh, there's three, three types of, uh, clothing that scare me. It's, uh, a suit. It's in this order. A suit, a smock, and a uniform. And, and and what it is, if I may have said anything, is is what I don't respect is is when authority is abused, okay. and that segues right into to what we're talking about now. It's the the the, the court order, the court decision regarding the emergency act and it being unconstitutional. That means that Justin Trudeau, our prime minister, broke his oath to uphold the number one law of the land. Okay? Okay. And, 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 and actually, he's supposed to protect our rights, not go against them, and he broke this, and yet the media is not calling for uh, the dissolution of parliament, for the, for the uh, general, uh, governor general to step in. We don't have Pierre Bolvier calling for, for, for a so, dissolution of parliament. Okay, we but Kevin, 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 oh, you gotta let if, if you, just let me ask, though, if, if you were talking to Trudeau right now, Heaven forbid you and Trudeau are on the air together. But if you were, he would say to you, he made that decision to protect you. Oh, no, not at all. And that's what it wasn't to protect me. And this is the problem is, is that the media, the, the reason why the media isn't covering this in the manner it should be covered. And, and if I was talking to Justin Trudeau right now, I'd be saying, sir, you're under arrest. Okay. But, but here's the deal. And that's what the media's problem is, is they help facilitate this. They emboldened it. They produced this information that encouraged this. They are responsible for it as much as he is you're bla- oh, you're, oh, well, that's a big that's a big accusation i i mean i would like to think we've talked about this since yesterday we've talked about this a fair bit and we've had a lot of callers that are saying this was absolutely the right thing they feel justified they're happy this was the the right way to go the emergencies act w- the use of it in this case was unconstitutional and they're happy that a federal court judge saw that so i can't speak for all media but I will say that we have been fairly consistent on our messaging on this in the show as well. And as always, Kevin, thanks for calling in. I am going to go back through the archives. I know what day I retired. So if if that call happened, good on him. one 332 8255 All right, Doug in Yorkton is the next caller. Doug, thanks for calling in. What's your bug today? Oh, hi. Um, thanks for uh, having my call. Anyway, my uh, call is about the uh, federal government. Uh, they're running, uh, as I would assume throughout Canada, about uh, watching out for scams. 
you know, they're giving us all this information about scams when they are running probably the biggest scam in, in, in modern man's history. Uh, the scam is, of course, the carbon hoax, the con job that they're putting on us. I'm, I'm one of the believers that that is a hoax. I'm sure there are many of us in this province, and that's my beef. They're spending a bunch of money to warn us about scams, and they're the big scammers. Well, the the carbon tax. I mean, that that's a. There's no doubt. There's going to be a lot of people that would be happy to say, "Let's see that thing go by the wayside." Um, I think you know, and we again something we've talked about on this show many times. You know, is there a way if you're trying to establish some sort of a climate policy, is there a way you can do it that it's not punitive and it actually incentivizes, you know, maybe a change in how you heat your home, but doesn't punish you for the way that you're doing it? That's part of the cost of living crisis that we're in right now. And uh, there needs to be a balance. But boy, the carbon tax thing, I expect, I mean, number one, it's going to be very much a platform issue for everyone in the next federal election. And I expect if the polls continue to show the way they are and the election yields results of what the polls are showing now, I'm guessing we're going to see the end of the carbon tax. Time will tell. one 332 8255 Michael from Saskatoon, you've got a hug. We've been listening to bugs for a long time, Michael. You're going to turn it around. What's your hug today? Uh, I'd like to send a shout-out to the uh, Step Ahead program preschool at Silverwood School in Saskatoon. It's a school for autistic children. And they, uh, do, a, they do a great job. They do a great job. Um, uh, Loren is the teacher, and Lois and Galen are the EAs. And my daughter's been there since September and seeing huge progress with her. And uh, we found out at uh, parent-teacher interviews that they were going to cut this program, but there is a MLA in the area who's had a granddaughter who is autistic, and so they kept the program going. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear it. And I mean, this this right here, Michael, speaks to the benefits of having proper supports, even at that early age, can make all the difference in the world. Absolutely, yeah. Appreciate the call, and uh, hey, let's tip our hat today to Step Ahead. Great work, great program in Saskatoon. We're going to take a quick break, but we are going to come back and finish up our bugs and hugs statement where you have the opportunity to let us know what's bugging you or if you'd like to send out a hug, one 332 8255 Bugs and Hugs continues on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Every Friday at 10 o'clock, it is your opportunity. The phone lines open up and we give you a chance to call in and let us know what's on your mind. Something bugging you or you want to Send out a hug. We're happy to do that as well. And that's exactly what Owen and Ituna is looking to do. What's your hug today, Owen? Hi. I would like to send out a bug to rejoin the Adoptive Ski Club. They give me an opportunity every Saturday to go ski. Well, not every Saturday, but every second Saturday to go skiing. And I absolutely love it. I'm the same boat. So, and I don't get a chance to do pretty much winter activity but that is so I, awesome i just wanted to tell you guys that i really enjoy it so. regina adaptive ski club owen oh, thanks so much for calling in and we will give them a shout out for sure a big hug today thanks for all the work you do bringing skiing and making it accessible for those who suffer a disability and are able to get out and enjoy the weather like we are going to have this weekend. 
877-332-8255. You know, the sad part is there's no way you can get to all the calls and texts. Like they, the text line is just like a constant throng of text. Leighton in Pike Lake. I like this text. Big round of hugs to all the staff at Saskatoon Brief and Social Detox. Spent eight days over Christmas and have all the tools to get my life back on track with their support and programming. Good job, Leighton. Thanks so much for for sharing that with us. And how about that crew? Saskatoon Brief and Social Detox. Thanks for the work that you do in our communities to to make a difference. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. I think we can squeeze in another call here. Let's go to Jim in Camsack. Jim, I was just talking about Camsack the other day. You lost your Woodlander before Christmas. <laughs> yes. The, yeah, the big hotel there. I actually have been, I've been there a couple of times. I ref used to ref hockey back in the day, and so I was in the Camsack area, and uh, we'd stop to the Woodlander for a refreshment, usually with the teams after the game. Yes, that was a popular watering hole. Evan, why I'm calling is because I've I've got a uh, family that worked in the diamond mine there in the Northwest Territories. Okay. There's been a couple plane crashes here lately, and I was surprised to find out that mandatory drug tests to pilots is not a requirement in Canada. And do you think that's an issue with that recent well, crash? It may be. It, it may very well be. But why why isn't that uh, isn't that mandatory? You know that I don't think anybody has any faith in somebody that is not regularly tested and what have they got to hide mm-hmm. you know yeah well i there's i mean you could imagine there's strict regulation um in the airline industry for sure i don't know specifically up there if they if they do and of course you know i think we need to be able to say i have not heard any news to say that that recent crash of the airplane that went down had anything to do with with drugs so we just need to make sure that we're clear on that but I mean, mandatory testing might be another way to give people a sense of, uh, you know, comfort when they're heading out on on some of these. I want to throw out one more hug. A week from today, the big Kinsman dinner is happening in Saskatoon. Every year they have their Kinsman dinner, and they bring in huge names. Right? They they have Vladdy was there, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was there last year, and this year they're bringing in. Jose Batista, the bat flip wonder himself. And just this week on social media, I think it was on his Instagram account, he actually was given a shout out and he's worried about the cold coming to Saskatoon. What's going on, Saskatoon? Jose Batista over here. I can't wait to come up there and freeze my buns off. February 2nd, the celebrity sports dinner for the Kinsmen Club. I can't wait to see you there. Come on out and support us. Support what they're doing and uh, the huge positive impact they're having in their community. And come out and see me, man. Let's go. It's going to be cold, but we'll be all right. Come on. See us at the Kinsmen Dinner. It's going to be cold, but we'll be all right. It's not going to be cold. It's going to be beautiful. He might feel like it's cold, but... You and I are going to be enjoying the warm weather and that big Kinsman dinner a week from tonight in Saskatoon. Well, another great edition of Bugs and Hugs. Thank you all so much for the texts and the calls. If we didn't get to your texts, I'm sorry. We try to get to as many as we can, but there are a lot. So don't be shy. You can text in again next week because Bugs and Hugs returns Friday at 10 o'clock right here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.